Hey lovely freaks and welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host Amanda. And I'm Hannah. And if you're new here, hi, welcome. If you like things strange and unusual and true crime, you can go ahead and hit that subscribe or follow button. You can also head down to the description box and you will see a link that will take you to our Facebook, Instagram, and other platforms. All that jazz. And all that jazz. And also, if you want to, I'll just tell you right now, our Instagram is at Lovely Freaks Podcast. Because some people don't always, can't, are, some people are not always able to click on that link. I figured that out um, the other day. So, first of all, I want to say sorry about the live Q&A that got mm. really screwed up. <laughs> we did do it on Facebook, though, and we had a few people, but we're going to do it again. I'm going to post the right date this time, because I realized I was saying the 27th in the podcast, but then oh. I had, I, I, in the description box, I had it as the 26th. Mm. It was all over the place. And then we're also, so I'm going to plan it ahead of time, probably a couple weeks from now or so, and then, you know, we'll we'll say when we're going to do it more often, and then we'll probably do it on Instagram and Facebook. So if you're not following us on either one of those, you should go do that. Also, we do not have a Twitter for anyone that's asked, and we're not going to get a Twitter because I don't have a Twitter too much political shit on there. Yeah. I don't she like doesn't Twitter. like Twitter, so I mean I have one but I don't get on it because it's just too <clears> like there's just arguments and I'm just like, yeah. yeah, thank you. I mean Facebook's kind of the same way, but family's on Facebook, so I like Pinterest because it's just pictures of random Pinterest. shit. Yeah. Pinterest is great. No one's having conversations. <laughs> I love Pinterest. I love Pinterest. That's where I go for all my recipes. Okay, so we're just gonna hop right in it today because we have a long one. This might be an hour. If it is, sorry about it. But it's a good one. So, if you guys have not seen, you should. It's a movie on Lifetime, and you can get it on Vudu and I believe Amazon Prime. It's called The Girl, A Girl in a Basement. It's either yep. A Girl in a Basement the, the, or The Girl in the Basement. A Girl in the Basement. I, I think, think it's there's a, a The. Yeah. Anywho, it's a really good movie. It is also a true story. I've seen it on TikTok some, and me and Hannah watched it. I read the case before... She didn't know anything about the case, but I yeah. kind of read it and knew about it before we watched the movie. But even though I knew about the case, I still was in shock from the movie. Mm-hmm. We both were. We, like, sat talked about it all night. We sat on the couch. For I cried. Hour. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's a really good movie. Um, the If you haven't seen the movie, I suggest you pause this, go watch the movie, and then come back because you're, you're going to know the ending and everything. However, there are a lot of things that they did not put into the movie that are a lot, yeah. um, crazy as well. So, we're going to start, if you know what I'm talking about, then you kind of know the whole story. But a lot of people don't know um, Joseph Fritzl. A lot of people don't know why he did what he did. So, I'm going to kind of explain his backstory and all that. And then, you know, we'll go into what the movie's about. I'm not going to say what the movie's about right now because the people that haven't seen the movie obviously wouldn't know what we're talking about. Okay. So, uh, Josef Fritzl is the father in this situation and Elizabeth Fritzl is the daughter. They're from Australia. Australia. Austria. Austria. In this case, took place um, in Austria. So, we're going to start with Josef. He was born 1935, April 9th. Hitler was appointed Chancellor of Germany in 1933. So, they'll kind of give you the times of what he was living in. I mean, he was living in um, Nazi times and things like that in Austria. Before his birth, his mother Marie and his grandmother were living in Austria. So, <clears throat> they had a small house and they would rent out some of the rooms to passerbys and things like that. Joseph's mother had been married before but couldn't give her husband, like, a child and so she moved back in with her mom. Apparently, his grandfather, like, his mother growing up was, like, his grandfather was a big-time, like, douchebag. He would also rape, like, the maids. And I'm not sure if his mom and grandmother were actually, like, I'm not sure if that was actually her mom or if it was mm. a maid that was her mom. Okay. And then they kind of took the baby away from the maid. And Yeah. Yeah, it was a whole weird situation. So, I wasn't really sure about that. Um, anywho, his mother eventually met a man who she pretty much told him, like, hey, I want to have a kid and you would be the perfect person for me to have a kid with. <laughs> the guy's name was Yosef, just like um, his name would be eventually. 
Um, she did end up pregnant, and it didn't take long. So, apparently, it was, like, her husband that was the problem. Her first marriage, apparently, mm-hmm. you know, he was the one that obviously couldn't conceive a child. And I love how, like, back in the day, that was the thing. Like, you know, if the wife couldn't conceive a child, it was always her fault. Like, it was never the man's fault. I know, right? You can't give me what I want. So, then that's why he left her to begin with. When she was younger, you know, she got married, and then He'll he... figure that out soon when he gets another wife and can't impregnate her. her. Well, back then, he probably would have still blamed it on his wife. So, Yosef was born, and to say that she was excited was an understatement. She would call him her alibi baby. So, apparently, this is like a baby that she would have just to prove that she could actually have a child. So, that was what she really wanted to have a baby for, just to prove, like, hey... I'm not, um, I am fertile. Yeah. I can't have kids because I guess people were saying that, oh, she can't have kids and all this stuff. And back then that was a pretty big deal if you couldn't like start a family and conceive, excuse me. She was just not very like motherly at all. Um, the father also pretty much just left the picture, but she did name him after him. Because his the dad's name was Yosef, and yeah. so she named him Yosef. I think that's a cute name, though. Yosef. It's like Joseph, but without yeah. the J. <laughs> yeah. So he, well, it does have a J. Oh, it's okay. Say, it's but it's you say, don't say Joseph. It says it's J O S E F, but when I heard people pronounce it, and I guess for Austrian. Austri- Austrian, it would be Yosef. Yes. So, or like German type name. Okay. So, he would say that it was pretty impossible to like build a relationship with his mom. Austria didn't fight the Germans, but the town that he lived in was bombed all the time by the Allied forces. Yosef spent most of his days in an underground bunker, and he was doing this was like around the age, he was like eight, I believe. Mm-hmm. The house they lived in was huge for the area, and it was a law back then that anyone who could help refugees was supposed to. Like, you had to do it. No questions asked. So they were getting hundreds and hundreds of people pouring into this house all the time needing help. His mother was, like, super attached to this house because, obviously, it was her mom and her home. And... That was the home she kind of grew up in. So, she was really attached to it. And she finally decided, I don't want any more people in my house. Because they were probably messing it up. Stuff like that. Well, the Nazis arrested her and took her to a concentration camp. Mm. Yosef was sent to an orphanage. And told his he was told that his mom was dead. Like, they were like, Garen, your mom's dead. She's never coming back for you. Yada, yada. Yeah. She was sent to one of the worst concentration camps. Um, there was different... I'm not really well-versed in um, Nazi Germany, but there were a lot of different um, camps that were numbered in different numbers, and this was, like, one of the, I think it was the three-something to do. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna get screwed for this, but anyways, um, it was one of the worst ones, and we don't know exactly what happened to her, but we can probably speculate that she was beaten, starved, raped, Um, however, she did survive. And in 1945, the camp was liberated by U.S. soldiers, and Yosef was reunited with his mother. They then returned to their home, but when they got there, like, the house was super messed up, and, you know, all the bombings that had happened. It just wasn't a very livable situation, although they still did, like, she was obsessed with this house, so they still wanted to live there. Yosef was 10 at the time, and once they got home like things got worse between him and his mom his mother barely ever talked and she ended up like she started beating him at this time mm-hmm. she even beat him so bad that she, uh, she repeatedly kicked him in the face at one point just like over and over she would make him sleep outside she would make him sometimes sleep in freezing cold weather just whenever she was mad one would say that she was probably bipolar because one moment she would, like, beat him. And then the next she would be doing the dishes or something and then embrace him for some reason. So, it was really kind of wishy-washy back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, since the war had ended, they lived in a Soviet zone of Austria. So, this was the lower zone. And they were pretty much 
starving and crime was extremely high. Women were being raped um, daily in the streets at an alarming rate. It was one of the worst one of the worst places to live after the war because north of there that was like where um, the US was kind of establishing and they had more upscale things I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. They had like chocolates and things that were imported from the U.S. and stuff like that. They didn't have that down where they were. By 1947, things were improving, though, and he was able to go back to school at the age of 12. He excelled in school, especially in math. What's crazy also is as he was getting older, he was growing bigger, and obviously at this point, the dynamic between him and his mom kind of changed. One day, he said one day she tried to, like, slap him across the face, Mm-hmm. And he punched her. So, as you can tell, we've kind of, like, switched roles. You know, his mom yeah. used to beat him, used to punch him, but now he's bigger, stronger, and he's Punching giving her. it back to her, I guess you could say. Which I don't really blame him, but you're not supposed to hit your parent. Although your parent's not supposed to hit you, so, yeah. you know. Just a all-around messed up situation that he's living in. Um. So... And he was, he was 16 at this time, and he also became, like, a peeping Tom then, too. In 1951, he moved to Litz, Linz, not Litz, Linz, Austria, which was pretty much, it was less poor than, um, Amstetten, Amstetten, where he was from. That's where he grew up. In 1956, he got a job as a metal engineering at a at a metal engineering firm. Don't ask me what that means because I have no clue. But I do know that he was an engineer, so he was super smart. Okay. And and then 19, which makes sense if you know what he builds. What, yeah. What, what the story's <laughs> so about. it kind of makes sense that he was an engineer and a builder. <laughs> Um, in 1956, at the age of 21, he married 17-year-old Rosemary, and this was the woman that would give him three sons, four daughters, which one of them was Elizabeth, and we're going to talk more about Elizabeth, but she oh, was, wait, so she was four? born, How hold on, she, Elizabeth was born April 6, 1966, I wanted to get that out, yeah. um, Rosemary and him had three sons and four daughters. Oh, so in, so the, in the movie, movie there's just, there was just a one sister. Daughter. Yeah. So, a little bit of inaccuracy there. But, I mean, they didn't have to put all the siblings in there to show yeah, the movie. Yeah, so. in nineteen, 19- there was a lot of stuff that they left out. Because it just yeah, seemed like one good... day he just snapped and like was like, yeah, I'm going to yeah, do this. Yeah, that's not what happened at all. Yeah. In 1962, Joseph... Or, yeah. Yosef uh, was chosen to go to another country to help grow the business that he was working with, you know. Mm-hmm. It was going to take 18 months to go over there. And while he was there, he didn't talk to his family not one single time. Not a phone call to his wife, not even a letter, nothing for 18 months. I would be really upset with my husband. I mean... He's yeah. in the army. If he was deployed, I can get it. But if you're just over there for a job and you don't talk to me for 18 months, we're going to have some problems. He wasn't innocent while he was there either. He would visit local brothels. And, of course, um, when he got home, his wife was, like, super unhappy. And his kids didn't really even... They knew who he was, but they weren't... They didn't. They weren't, like, loving towards him. I mean, yeah. he was gone. They were still young. I think the oldest was maybe eight. So, I mean... You're gone for 18 months, dude. And you don't have one word back home. He was upset about this. Um, He looked at it as, like, I'm making all the money and these kids don't really want anything to do with me. How dare they? Which, I mean, they're kids. (laughs) Also, you need to have a relationship with them. Exactly. So, he started showing the same kind of violence that his mother gave him when he was younger. He would beat his kids and scream at Rosemary constantly. Rosemary definitely thought that he was having an affair as well because he was gone a lot. He lived in Amstetten. No, they lived in Amstetten, but he worked in Lenz. So he would actually be, like, there during the week 
and then he would come back home on the weekends. So he was he traveled a lot for his work. And while he was in Linz, he actually would do the same thing that he kind of did when he was younger. He kind of reverted back to like peeping Tom, being a peeping Tom, peeping Tom, being a peeping Tom. And he would also um, expose himself to women in the park at night. Yeah. One woman even reported him to the police, but he got off with a warning. Oh my God. Whatever. And then another time he... (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Is that Katie? Yeah. Oh. (laughs) Anyways. um, And then another time he actually tried to rape a woman. He attempted to rape her, but he, he wasn't successful, which is good. And she told the police but they gave him another warning so you know you can expose yourself and almost rape somebody and just get warnings i guess and wherever he was lens i guess at this time in 1967 yosef was that he he was 30 i'm losing it yosef was age 32 and becoming obsessed with he became obsessed with like a nurse i'm not sure where he met this nurse but he would stalk her and he would follow her around then one night she left her window open and um he knew that her it was either her husband or her boyfriend he knew that she was gone like he was gone on a work trip because he had been stalking her and um she left her window open and he called he crawled through the window of her apartment and raped her The woman reported him to the police, and he confessed and was sentenced to only 18 months in jail. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Rosemary, his wife, um, she stayed with him through all this. Later, we'll kind of talk later about how that kind of made Elizabeth upset. And we'll talk about some other things that made her upset, but... Yeah, Rosemary would visit him in jail, and when he got out, he was able to come back home, which never would have I, but, you know, to each his own. He did lose his job for this, however, but then a year later, he got a job with a concrete company. So, in 1978, along with many renovations to his home, he also started building the concrete cellar under his house. And this is the place of horrors later on for his daughter, Elizabeth. He also built an apartment complex, kind of like behind the house. And they also had a hotel that they were renovating. I don't know where he got all this money from. Like, he had so much real estate property later on in life. And he got, like, loans from the bank for, like, millions of dollars. And... I mean, I guess he was a successful. Maybe he stole the money. I don't know. I mean, I, I know he's a <laughs> I know he was a successful businessman, but I love how you had to say it in that voice. <laughs> yeah, You're like I can say it if I do it like this. <laughs> businessman, but I don't understand. Like, I don't know. He just had a lot of freaking property. Maybe it was really cheap back then. Probably. So. He also became more abusive, which was not good. And when he finished the apartment complex, um, he told his wife, Rosemary, he was like, hey, I made my own floor to live in, um, in this building, in the apartment complex. So I'm going to go do that. I'm going to go live in there. And no one is allowed to go in there, which uh, is a huge red I'm flag. I'm sorry, but if my husband told me that, I'd be like, um... What? No. I'm married. <laughs> We're getting a divorce if you're going like, to go this live. This is not going to happen. I mean, the apartment complex was, like, behind the house, basically, but still, like... That's really weird. It is weird. And also, with the whole rape charges, that's just so many red flags. Yeah. Well, his his wife does kind of just put her head down through a lot of it, because, like, whenever he said he was going to do that, and whenever he said he was going to move into this whole floor that he made for himself his wife was like sure go because at the time he was being abusive so that was like their chance to pretty much get away from him okay yeah well i understand that but in the first place you shouldn't be with somebody who's abusive yeah period if you can get out of it please get out of it just get out of it man 
all the kids were ready to grow up and move out, which is pretty accurate in the movie as well. I mean, she was, they were both, like, the oldest sister was, like, she just needs to get out of the house. And that happened a lot. A lot of the kids were just ready to get out. The first three had left at this time, and there were only four left in the house. The oldest being Elizabeth, and she was age 11. <clears throat> so now we're going to get into some dark shit. So strap on your boots. Um, because from here on out, it's pretty, pretty terrible. Joseph, or Yosef. I keep on wanting to say Joseph, but I, then I want to say Yosef, so. Anyways. <laughs> Yosef said at this point, this part, well, we're going to discuss this. At this point, um, he noticed a lot of himself in his young, in his older daughter, Elizabeth. She was quiet. She was not very confident in herself. And he took this as them having a special connection. At age 11, Joseph, Yosef, uh, Elizabeth was 11 and Yosef was 43. He said he would play jokes on her. Just innocent little pranks. Like, you know, leaving porno mags stashed in her room, around about, under her pillowcase, and things like that. Just fun daddy-daughter stuff. Not fun daddy-daughter stuff. Yeah. Then, soon after this, unfortunately, he would start visiting her room late at night. Every night, he would then begin to touch her and masturbate in front of her. So, the part about, the part that I wanted to discuss was the part about him saying, I'm not laughing at this, I'm laughing at the fact that he thinks that they had a connection. They had a special connection because she was like him. Well, that's because she's your fucking daughter. daughter. And yeah. I don't think she's like her father. The father, daughter. He really and I doesn't. Bet like, he doesn't understand it because he wasn't born like that, but he wasn't raised like raised that. Raised like that, I mean. Yeah, his mother was not very motherly. But, like, but at the same time, I wonder if he was maybe, like, his mother maybe did something with him. Or, I mean, yeah. I'm not saying she did, but the fact that he thought it was just normal yeah, or like, okay. Oh, I have a connection with that one. I'm going to do that and with him. And he constantly said that, we'll get there, and I'll probably mention it again, but at some point he says, you know, um, he didn't want to do it. It's just he couldn't stop or something like that. I don't remember. We'll get there. So, he would tell um, Elizabeth, of course, you know, that the police were stupid and that no one would ever believe you if you told someone. And if you did tell someone, anyways, I would kill you. So, that's what he would tell her. He claims that he couldn't... Yeah, that's right. He claimed that he couldn't stop no matter how hard he tried. He would collect her mail. He would constantly watch her. He was pretty much stalking his own daughter in her own house. So, as you can imagine, That's that creepy. was fucking awful for her. Yosef sent her away, fortunately, after secondary school, which I believe she was like 14 or 15. I was looking up how old, because I don't know anything about European culture, obviously. Yeah. But I couldn't remember the age that they get out of secondary school, and I could be wrong. She could have been younger, but I think it was around 14 or 15 is when they get out of secondary school and go to the next level. So, if I'm wrong about that, let me know. Sorry. Just <laughs> so he sent her away to a study program for two months. And he was going to... This was like a study program where she could learn to be like a waitress. And it was like different yes. attributes to that. Yeah, because they had a hotel. Weird. Well, they had a hotel, so uh, he was going to let her work at the hotel and be like a waitress and stuff like that. Okay. And, like, you know, uh, what's, like, front desk person and all that. Mm -hmm. So, after there, um, after she got there, she made a friend. And she eventually told this girl everything that her dad had done. Um, she pretty much, you know, it took, took, a, took a couple of weeks. But her and the little girl got really close and she told her one night. Um, this was the first time that she had ever told anyone and then after the program, when she got back home, of course, the abuse started all over again. Well, she kept in touch with this friend that she had. And apparently this friend also had a pretty rough upbringing. I don't know if it was the same situation, but her parents weren't really great either. And they decided that they were going to run away. During this time, Yosef had built 
seven rooms in the cellar down in the basement that he was building. And we'll post some pictures because it was pretty huge. Like, also the movie, you know, it wasn't very big. There, there was, like, maybe two or yeah. three rooms. But this place was freaking massive. Yeah, it was so very I large. Pictures, I was like, oh, no, it's bigger than I thought it was. Yeah. And um, he said he knew that she... He said, no, he said he knew he was going to use this space for something great, but he just wasn't sure what it was yet. He finally finished the room in 1983, and he still didn't really know, you know, what he was going to use it for is what he said. He never really had a plan. He just was doing it. And people knew that he was building this, but at the time, there were um, plenty of people building nuclear bomb shelters because this was during the cold war so so he just told everyone it was a bomb shelter yeah so a lot of people were um sometimes in over in in here and in europe europe i believe that they would give you like like money to help you like build a nuclear bomb shelter or help you kind of you know because it was crazy times back then so I lost my spot. After what was I talking about? It. He got finished building it. Oh, so also at this time in 1983, um, Elizabeth was 16, and she. This is when she decided she was going to run away. Her and her friend went to Vienna, and I'm not. I'm sure that her dad. He probably like he knew where she was going because he was reading her mail, and obviously at some point in there they must have slipped up and said something about going to Vienna because he told his oldest his oldest son to go there and try to find her. Mm-hmm. So he couldn't find her, and they put out like flyers and they put out all kinds of things with her face on, and the police did and they did. But it took the police three weeks to find her. They finally found her three weeks later. And oh, so she really did. See, in the movie, she didn't run out. She didn't run away. Run mm-hmm. away, so. But she did run away. She ran away for three weeks. Mm-hmm. Apparently, her and her friend, they got caught because. They were at some party, and I think that, like, the music was too loud and stuff, so they got a noise complaint. Oh. And then when they got there, somebody had mentioned that she looked like the girl on the poster, so they, like, were checking all their IDs and everything, and that's when they found out. He came all the way to Vienna to get her, and uh, then they drove all the way back in silence, is what she said. Yosef seemed afraid after this that she would tell someone because she seemed to be getting, you know, more brave. He seemed also to be always downstairs in his cellar. We know now that even though Yosef had finished the cellar, he then wanted to add two more rooms to it as well. And then he wanted to add locking mechanisms to the doors and have combinations that only he knew. So... People apparently didn't know, like, the family knew and some other people knew about the bunkers, is what I'm I'm saying. But, um, I don't know if the police knew, which, like I said, it wouldn't have mattered if they did. They would have thought it was a nuclear bunker, but it kind of would have helped in the situation if... If she, if they would have like, asked, hey, if they would have like a permit or something, also, yeah. <laughs> why didn't they ask? Hey, they didn't ask her. Why didn't uh-uh. you? Why did you run away? Is your family abusive? Like no, nobody. When asked. I was younger, I used to say I'd run away, but I wouldn't. Yeah. I'd like be like I should, but I don't want to. Exactly. Like, if you have to run away. You really got it. Something's got to be happening. Exactly. Yeah. And I, especially at that age, sixteen. Yeah. Like and I. <laughs> Yeah, I remember, like, you know, I, I was probably, like, six, and I was like, I'm gonna run away. I think I, like, packed a bag, and my mom watched me, because I walked down the street, and I was, like, in the woods, and she could <laughs> see me, like, sitting there. 30 minutes later, I came back. It might have been the 30, it probably was, like, 10 minutes later. Um, in May of 1984, he was in a store one day, and he said, all of a sudden, he was just he was just in the store trying to buy some stuff for his cellar, you know, ropes and shit, whatnot. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, it was like a light bulb went off in his brain, and he said he knew exactly what he was going to use the cellar for. So when he got home, he was in a hurry to complete it because he decided to put beds in there. He put plates, silverware, all kinds of supplies. 
Which is different than the movie, because in the movie, it's just an empty cellar, yeah. you know, at first, and she has to earn, earn it. it. Fucker. Anyways. <laughs> um. <laughs> which they added that in there, I guess. Which was a little weird. That they they added did that. add it in there, but she does kind of have to earn, earn some things. stuff. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and we'll get to what that is. Okay. So then, on August 28th, 1984, Elizabeth went missing, and when she did, Yosef went straight to the police with his wife. They told him that she was 18 and she could leave if she wanted to. There really wasn't much that they could do because she was an adult. Um, she probably just left, but she would come back. The officers asked, have you noticed anything off about her? To which Yosef replied, actually, yeah. She has been hanging out with the wrong crowd, and he also told them that he was worried that she maybe had joined a cult. They said, oh, don't worry, you know, she'll probably come back eventually. What had actually happened was Elizabeth was, um, like, doing something in the house one day. All of her siblings and her mom went out to shop or whatever, went somewhere, and Yosef had asked her to help him carry something down to his workshop. Mm. Which she did. This was the first time that she, or pretty much anybody, had ever stepped foot into the cellar because no one was allowed to go down there, ever. Which, first of all, ladies, if your husband ever says you're not allowed to go anywhere in your own damn house, I'd be like, well, <laughs> I'm doing it anyways. I don't know what to tell exactly. you. Exactly. There might <laughs> be something going on. Yeah. And in this case, it was. There's Very probably much so. always something going on. There's no way, like... Yeah, why would you never let your wife go and... Yeah. I mean, it's her like, house, too. We are t one person at this point. Yep. When we got married, we turned into one person. Everything you know, I know. Exactly, yeah. The day before this, her and her dad had gotten into a huge fight. Like, really big. Because she said that she was going to go live with her sister. She even had, like, her most of her stuff... At her sister's house. Or at her sister's apartment. She was set to leave that weekend. Hmm. Wow. So she's like sitting on the box. This box that they had brought yeah. down there. And she's sitting on the box. And she's thinking about how she's ready to like. Go live with her sister. And she can't wait. And it's next weekend. And we know she's thinking this. Because she tells later on that she. This is what she was thinking. And then all of a sudden. From behind. Someone comes up from behind her. And then is she realizes it's her dad and he also has a rag over her mouth and it has chloroform on it mm. to which she passes out the next thing she remembered was waking up in this moldy nasty cellar her hands were chained up and she was on some sort of like large king size bed she saw in the corner a tv a vcr and a small toilet there was also a ball gag around her neck, which was really weird to me. I didn't understand that. Um, it wasn't in her mouth. It was around her neck. Hmm. Her dad then came, like, came towards her and said, the pitcher, talking about, like, a glass pitcher. Yeah. The pitcher that goes to the well too often gets broken. That's all he said. In that moment, she kind of realized, like, what was going on. Because she knew that, like, I was fisting on leave. And we got into this fight. And all this. And so now he's gonna... Like, I'm here. Like, he's... She knew she was kidnapped there. She knew that he was trying to keep her there. Yeah. yeah. Like, lock her away. Um, after this, this is when he went to the police. So, that's wow. where he was at. On also, what does that mean? The pitcher. The pitcher. The pitcher that goes to the well too often gets broken. So, like, you run away too much, so you're going to get broken or something like Basically, that? Basically, yeah. You you defy me too much, so you're going to get broken. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe I wouldn't defy you if you wouldn't, I don't know, rape me, Dad? Weren't such a piece of shit. Since I was 11? <laughs> maybe that's why. I don't know. <laughs> I think that's why he was so upset because he wanted her. Knowing yeah. that he couldn't have her anymore, he was oh, like... Oh, it gets worse. Yeah. <laughs> this was actually... Um... Oh, wait. I messed up. Let me go back. 
You got me all messed up. Sorry. Okay, so the second day, he brought her a bowl by the bed that she was pretty much locked to. She couldn't go anywhere, and she had not been able to go to the toilet. And he told her this was for using the bathroom since she was chained up to the bed and couldn't reach the toilet. Um, he slapped her across the face and then kicked her in the side repeatedly. Then, when he got done, um, he told her, quote, No one can hear you scream and you can't get out, end quote. This was actually, like, something that he would say to her over and over throughout the years. That's right, guys. I said years. Um, so, she also knew her mother would never, like, come down to the basement because... That was just something that she didn't do. Like, nobody went down to the basement. So, she knew that she was pretty much trapped. After being beaten, he then raped her twice. Um, both times. And a lot of the times that he would rape her, it would last each time, like, four hours long. Damn. Yeah. Like, it would be a long, awful process. I think after, like... 20 minutes I'd get kind of bored and be like, get the <laughs> fuck off me. But are all talking it back there, my dude. I'm laughing at what? That would be you. I'd like, kick look. balls in. Yeah. Oh, the whole time we were watching I the would, movie, I was like, yeah. I'd shank a dude's dick off, for sure. Yeah, for sure. So... Sorry. Four hours, yeah. He didn't speak during the whole time either and wouldn't make, like, any noise, so it was super creepy as well. Which, I mean... Of course. Just... He's a dick and he sounds like he would just be a fucking creepy yeah. weirdo. He would make her watch porn with her, with him, and he would actually tell her to, like, mimic the women on the tapes. That's why the VCR and the TV were down there. A month after her being in the cellar, he forced her to write a letter so Rosemary would stop wondering, like, where she was and asking the same questions over and over again about, where is she? We need to search for her more, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. The letter said that she had joined a cult and was happy and no one should come looking for her. He would starve her sometimes um, when... She would, like, fight him during the rape sessions, which, obviously, she's going to do. He would also take her clothes and make her sleep in the freezing cellar naked, especially during the winter. It would get super cold down there. Mm -hmm. After months, he finally took the chains off of her. So, she spent months with those chains Damn. chained to the bed. Yeah. He finally took them off. I think he even had a chain around her waist as well. He then added combination locks to the doors and manual locks as well. And he told her that if you try to open these doors, there's a trigger on them. Like, they have some sort of facial recognition, which when you open them and it's not me that's opening them, they'll trigger and they will uh, electrocute you and you'll, they'll fill the room with gas, is what he told her. Which, I mean, if your dad's probably a, a smart engineer. It was a lie. But if your dad's a smart engineer and he's already built this fucking cellar, you're obviously yeah. going to be like, oh, okay. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it will. <laughs> um, so, August 1986, Elizabeth ended up pregnant with her first child. Ten weeks later, however, though, at age 20, she miscarried in the dark in a nasty basement all by herself. In the winter, the rats started to flood into the cellar. She would often have to kill them with her bare hands. She was depressed, alone, and most of the time she said she just slept because she said she couldn't even, like, muster up the courage to cry anymore. And she was, like, super suicidal. Mm -hmm. But she knew, like, if I die down here, no one's going to find me and then I'm just going to be down here forever. Like, my bones will be here, you know. Yeah. Um, in January 1988, she was pregnant by her dad for the second time. Seven months into her pregnancy, seven months into her pregnancy, she finally convinced her dad that she needed a book on what to expecting when she was giving birth because she had no idea what was going to happen. She yeah. knew what birth was like, essentially. You don't know how to birth your own yeah. kid. And she knew, she knew that she would have to do this, like, alone by herself. August 10th, 1988, 
she would give birth to her first living child and one that would grow up in the cellar. She named her daughter Kirsten and he didn't return for 10 days after she gave birth, which is crazy to me because you didn't even know if she made it through the process by herself, you asshole. She said after the baby, she had a reason to live and she had a reason to fight and she, life just got a little bit better. Yosef and his wife over the next few years grew farther and farther apart. He started looking to Elizabeth as like his wife instead of Rosemary. He was pretty much living two different lives. Joseph started bringing down pictures of his family above to Elizabeth, above to Elizabeth. Photos of his her brothers and sisters and how well they were doing and thriving in the world. Like like what the fuck? I'm sure she really didn't care, dude. That's yeah. great. <laughs> He would also take pictures of his family, quote-unquote family, as he called them downstairs. So, he called them his family and the people, you know, upstairs yeah. his family, too. He There was also, like, photo albums that they found later on, the police. They found photo albums of, like... Did he bring them upstairs? His family... Or did he... No. He would take photos with, like, Rosemary and all those normal photos that you take with your family... And he would put them in a photo album downstairs for her to look at. And then yeah. he would also take photos downstairs with them like in this dingy, dark cellar like they were a family and put those in the album as well. Really fucking weird. Really weird. Wow. Uh-huh. In, 19, uh, in 1989, Elizabeth got pregnant again. And when she had this baby, she named him Stefan. He was born the same way. Uh, two years later, she gave birth to another daughter named Lisa. Baby Lisa was always crying, and he decided that this baby needed to go somewhere else because somebody was going to hear, and that wasn't good. So he put her in a box and placed her on the doorstep of their house, Rosemary in his house, mm. with a note from Elizabeth that she... He made her right. Elizabeth said she wasn't capable of taking care of the baby and wanted them to take it into their home. The child welfare services granted them custody, or, well, not custody. They granted them to be foster parents because the note that they received was, like, enough, which I thought was crazy as shit. I'm like, that's yeah. enough for you to be like, yeah, that sounds yeah, great. You can be foster good. parents. <laughs> and another reason why... Yosef and his wife, well, his wife didn't really, she just wanted, she just was happy to have a baby of Elizabeth's, but a reason why Yosef wanted to be a foster parent and not have custody was because they got a monthly check from child support, child <sighs> of services. Course. Yeah. Of course, you would think that way, God. One year after this was when another baby was left on their doorstep. This was baby Monica. Rosemary then got a phone call, like, later on the day that the baby was there, it was a recorded message from Elizabeth, which she, I don't understand why she didn't think that was weird in the first place, but whatever. She pretty much told her in the recorded message, I'm sorry, and I need you to let her look after this baby as well. Rosemary did think that this was weird because the phone number to the house, the home phone had changed. Like, while Elizabeth was gone, the yeah. number had changed. So, she was kind of wondering, how did she get this number? Yeah, that would be a big flag. Yeah. And why are you calling me on a, re on a recorded message? Yeah. Like, why don't you just call me normally? I mean, yeah, it was weird. And once again, Elizabeth just buried her head in the sand and Didn't believed everything that Yosef said. So, they became foster parents again to the second child. Um... He then, after this, decided to make him and Elizabeth their own room in the cellar. He also decided to give them running hot water, and he he installed wall lights and gave them a dining room table and chairs. The kids in the cellar were always ill, and Yosef would give them aspirin, because uh, he thought that cured everything. Everything, yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, Monica it's and Lisa were brought down... So... <laughs> He would bring Monica and Lisa, the babies that were upstairs, he would bring them downstairs whenever he needed Elizabeth to babysit. 
What? Yeah. He did that until they started talking, because obviously they'd be like, yeah. hey, we saw mommy downstairs. <laughs> you know, and then Rosemary would be like, what? Um, or There's maybe no she would I don't know. know. There's <laughs> no way. I'm calling it. I don't know if, like, where was, I don't understand, like, what was the wife? Like, did she think they were at daycare? Or maybe she was at work, too? I don't know. It was just weird. I, I thought that was yeah. really strange. Elizabeth wanted him to stop doing this as well because it was really painful for the other kids, um, Stefan and Kristen, who had to stay downstairs. They didn't understand why they couldn't go upstairs with their siblings and play. Somewhere they knew they would, they kind of knew they were, like, never going to get out. She does end up telling, um, the kids, she tells them constantly that that Yosef is the reason why they're down there. But I don't think she ever really, at least in this, I don't know that she ever told them that, you know, that's your grandfather. But in the movie, yeah, you know, she does. in the movie she does. Um, but she might have eventually told them. They probably she would out. also I teach mean... them school the best that she could. And they would have like a normal day. They'd wake up. They would, you know, brush their teeth, do whatever, go to school. You know, they just tried to live life as best as they could in this dark cellar mm-hmm. with no daylight. In 1995, she got pregnant again. And she could tell that her belly was like bigger than usual. And by the movements, she could also tell that she was having twins. On April 28th, 1996, she gave birth to twins. And Yosef was there in... He wasn't in the same room, but he decided to, like, stay down there for this one. Because this is the first time she was going to have twins, so anything could have happened. She gave birth to first baby Michael and then second baby Alexandria. Um, However... And these were both boys. However, Michael was very sickly and had complications. She begged Yosef to take him to the doctor, but he refused. And on May 1st, he died. Yosef uh, didn't really care. He didn't really give a shit. He actually said, well, that one was probably going to be like a sick one anyways. So he just took the baby's body and burned it in an incinerator. Wow. He is such a douchebag. Yeah. Big time. It's not even a good word. He's a dick. He's every word that you would think of. Fine. <laughs> yeah. He's bad. So, August 3rd, 1997, Alexandria was found on the steps of the house. This was another baby that they would foster as well. Um, she kind of just thought that it would be best if he, you know, was up there as well. In 2002, Elizabeth gave birth to her final seventh child, a boy named Felix. Yosef, at this time, was 71. And he began building property. He, he began building, like, a property empire. This is what I was telling you about. The banks gave him, like, millions of dollars to build all these properties and do all this renovation crap. He knew that the kids in the basement would eventually get old enough that they would rise up against him. So he was going to give them a role in his company. He was going to let them out, and they were going to all have separate roles in his company. Like, Elizabeth was going to be, like, a waitress for one of the companies in the hotel. And then one of them, Felix was, like, his favorite son. So he was going to be, like, his successor. And then Stefan was going to do something else. Because he thought that he had brainwashed them so much that they would never tell anybody where they were. And never say anything. So they would just go back to life as normal. Like, they were just at the cult and... You know. That wouldn't happen, sweetheart. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> he, at this point, though, um, he also, like, thought to himself if they did get out, like, you know, like I said, they wouldn't say anything. March 2008. This is a very important time. Kristen, or Kirsten, who was 19 at the time, uh, she needed immediate medical attention she was slipping in and out of consciousness she had a high fever and a cough Mm. but he wouldn't uh april this was like during april during the month Mm. of april elizabeth kept begging him like please take her to the hospital please take her to the hospital he wouldn't he waited he waited 
eventually he finally did. April 19th, 2008, he carried her to the upstairs room. And then after knowing her and Elizabeth, him and Elizabeth carried her up there. After knowing that he was going to call an ambulance, Elizabeth ran back downstairs to the cellar with her boys. He called an ambulance only an hour after she had left. So he waited an hour. I think he was actually trying to wait to see if she would literally die. And then when she wasn't going to die, he was like, shit, I need to call an ambulance. They took her to the hospital when he made, he then, (laughs) he went back downstairs and made Elizabeth write a letter explaining like all the symptoms. And when he got to the hospital, he gave it to a doctor. Why can't you tell him, you dick? Yeah, he gave it to the doctor. This doctor's name was Dr. Ryder. And Dr. Ryder was a pretty important person. He was the one that kind of felt off about the whole note. And Yosef had been trying to explain her condition, but couldn't really. The cult's death scared me to death. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. I I cracked. (laughs) Sorry, guys. My cat jumped out of the... um, closet and we had no fucking clue he was in there he jumped yeah. out of the closet onto my bed From and the top. we like to both just shit our pants yeah he did yeah he did that to me one night in the middle of the fucking night it was terrifying so okay yeah dr Ryder didn't believe the story didn't believe a word of it blah 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 three days later he contacted homicide detectives and he thought that this girl kirsten had been poisoned so he needed the mother to be found because he she was neglectful. So he didn't really believe the story, but he also, if the mother really wasn't a cult, she needed to be found and being held accountable because this was neglect. Okay. So they put out a warrant for Elizabeth's arrest. Obviously this wasn't gonna do any good because she was locked in a cellar but nobody knew the time. He showed the police the letter that Elizabeth had written and explained how um she was going to like return with the kids later that year. This is what he t- this is what Joseph Joseph told so, them that Elizabeth said. Yeah. So the detective was confused by the postmark because the postmark on the letter was only 20 minutes from where they were. So really a lot of confusing shit's going on. This dude's getting like worse in his old age. He's not he's not being very accurate here. They also had a person who was pretty well-versed in the cults around Austria. And there was no cult near where this place was, where this postmark was from. Also, he knew that why would cults be, like, giving kids away? Like the foster kids. Mm -hmm. Cults usually thrive on the fact that they have more kids because there's more people into the cult. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they wouldn't be just being like, here, take this one, take this one, can't have this one. Like, they would want all the babies they could have in a cult because that's the point of a cult is to be able yeah, exactly. get more people. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it was just really strange. Um, back then, in the... If you are in a cult, you're not going to know, first of all, that you're in a cult. And second of all, you're not going to be like, yeah, I'm in a cult. Yeah. Like, it would be some kind of name. Yeah, that's what. That's another thing. Like this person that was investigating, like looking at all the letters, she never said what kind of cult she was in. Yeah, uh, not one single time in a letter. Just I'm in a cult. That's it. <laughs> Can't take care of them. Sorry. Uh, really weird. So back in the cellar, Elizabeth and the boys had no word for days about Kirsten. Had no idea what was going on. The police asked uh, Yosef. If they could get a DNA sample. And of course he was like. Because uh, they wanted to see if he was. The actual like grandfather. And this was really Elizabeth's child. Because this mm-hmm. is a 19 year old girl. That he's brought into the hospital. They want to make sure this is you know, a bloodline. But they would have been able to tell. That he was the pappy. So he was like no nah, I'm busy. He told the police that. He was like no nah, I'm busy. Sorry can't do that. And they were just like oh okay. Yeah. What? Yeah. What? Oh, okay. That's fine. Okay. He eventually gave Elizabeth, Stefan, and Felix a pair of clean clothes and let them out of the cellar. He knew that Elizabeth would not talk and he would make the kids, he told the kids, you know, you can't talk or you'll, I'll kill you. 
So he was going to say, <laughs> he was going to tell them, oh, um, he was going to tell her to say, oh, I'm back now. Everything's okay. Sorry I was gone so long. Oops. Wow. You know? He got real stupid real yeah. quick. <laughs> yeah. He brought them upstairs from the cellar. They actually got to sleep in a bed in a room. The next morning, he introduced them to the family. Like, of course, the family knew who Elizabeth was, but, um, you know, they didn't know who these kids were. So yeah. he introduced them like, oh, she's back. Look, it's great. And also, they must be highly, they must look really bad. They do. They look really bad. They look, you know, pale. They're malnourished. They're not, like, thriving at all in any way, shape, or form. So, when he brought them out, um, you know, this was the first time they had been out of the cellar in 24 years, you guys. This was 24 years later. I just want everyone to understand how long she was down there. 4 p.m. that day, he called Dr. Ryder and said Elizabeth was back. At 9 p.m., they arrested Elizabeth because they thought she had been neglecting these kids and she had neglected Kirsten so bad that she was in the hospital now. So, obviously, they arrested her. However, Elizabeth kept sticking to her story when they got her back to the police station, but the police could tell that something was wrong. They Girl, kept asking her. the police her. station at this point. Just tell them everything. They kept asking her and drilling her. She wanted them to promise her this is what she said. She said, promise me that if I tell you the truth my kids will be safe and we will never have to see Yosef again. To which they replied, yes, that is what will happen. She then told them everything. By 11.15 p.m., waiting in the next room, Yosef was arrested. The next day, they took DNA samples. Felix, um, Stefan and Felix were, like, amazed whenever they, the police said whenever they stepped out of the house, or they, some, I think it was the house, because they yeah. went to the house to arrest Elizabeth, and when they stepped out of the house, they were, like, looking up at the, um, the sky, the sky, and they were just, I think one of them even said, is that where God lives or something like that? Mm -hmm. They were just, like, amazed at... Poor babies. You know. And they were old, especially Stefan. He was... He had to be in, like... He had to be 17, 18, you know? So they were older a little bit. Well, Felix wasn't, but it's crazy. Um, Also, the following Sunday, Yosef gave the lock combination to the police, and they all you know, started doing their investigation and they went down there into the cellar. This part is crazy to me. So apparently the air in the cellar was so like foul and just toxic that they had to take shifts going down there. Like the people with hazmat suits on had to take shifts going down there. And they lived down there. Yeah. And they lived down there and breathed that air and just for years, just, you know, it was moldy. It was, I'm surprised they didn't have cancer. Yeah. Honestly. No, none of them that I know of didn't. Uh, March 19th, 2009, Fritzl was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. Well, he, without the possibility of parole for 15 years. Um, however, he said that he accepted his sentence and would not appeal. Fritzl. Yeah, man, I mean, he's 70 now, right? Or 80? Yeah, he was like 71. So, like, half of his life's already Or 72. Uh, Yosef is currently serving out his sentence in Garsten Abbey in the Upper Austria district. Um, it was it's a monastery, a former monastery that's Bastard's converted into alive. a prison. He's still alive today, yeah. He should so, be locked in a room just like how they were. Yeah, of course they all had therapy, big time, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, Elizabeth, so her mother Rosemary. She says that she had no idea. She said also that she felt awful because she always just was so scared of Yosef that she never thought twice about what he would say. And she constantly just wanted him to just go away. So, yeah, she just kind of believed him. And in that sense, he was gone a lot. You know, and he she didn't know where he was, but he was downstairs in the cellar well, a lot. Well, you're thankful that you're soulmate or your husband is gone that's a 
big issue. Yeah. And she thought that Elizabeth was just, had just left. And, well, she did you know, try to run away. But did she say she knew about the whole when she was no. 11 and everything? So she claimed that she didn't know that he was abusing her sexually from the age of 11. But Elizabeth had a hard time believing in that. She also had a hard time believing that her mom didn't know she was down there. She was really mad at her for a long time, but currently, I believe, um, since maybe like 2013 or something, somewhere in there, she's starting, she started letting her mom see the grandkids again, and she kind of started talking to her mom again, because I think they went through therapy, and they realized, you know, just how evil his, her dad was to yeah. the point, and manipulative also, and just all around scary, but, you know. I will say, spoiler alert from the movie, which obviously, if you've made it this far, you might as well, I mean, you can watch the movie, it's really good, but, um, in the movie, they just made it sound, they just made it seem like all of a sudden, like, day two, bam, he just, yeah. like, is gonna rape her, and he's never had any inkling, and that fucked me up. That scared <laughs> me, yeah, we both were like, what? Yeah, because, I mean, not, I'm not saying that you know, that wouldn't, that wouldn't happen. happen but, but it's really unusual. Usually there's some sort of childhood molestation or rape or yeah. something like that first. And it progressively builds over the years. So in the movie, when it just seemed like he was this normal-ass dad that maybe was kind of a douchebag, and then on day two down in the cellar, he's like, I'm gonna teach you a lesson. And he, like, starts raping her. We're like, what, what? the fuck is yeah, going on? Yeah, we both on? looked at each other like, what? <laughs> what? Yeah, there was no, like, progressive, like, touching and then eventually rape. It was yeah, just straight, like, Yeah, because that's what we like, thought when we watched the movie. Like, insane. he would, like, kidnap her and then suddenly he, like, started, like, slowly He would start caressing into, her but, like, or something. he got into but, it yeah, just, right like, away. Right off. So that was, that really fucked us up there. But, um, I mean, it's still a fucked up situation. But now... It makes sense as far as, like, why he did it to me. Yeah. If they would have thrown that in the movie, it would have made sense to me. Movie-wise, I would have been like, well, now I know why he's kind of doing it is because he's possessive and he wants to keep her. Which yeah. you kind of get that later on in the movie. But this definitely Helps made me realize, yeah. More he, rounded. Yeah. He had this special connection, as he calls it, with her her Gross. entire life since she was 11 and he didn't want her to leave. And she was going to leave. Yeah. Also, after she came back, I don't know if I mentioned this, but after she came back from running away, she got ballsier and he stopped, like, touching her. He wouldn't touch her anymore. And she got, he, he was afraid that she was going to say something, mm, you know. Okay. She was, she had enough balls to, like, be well, like. How about this douchebag? Don't rape your daughter. Yeah. In the first place. And you won't have that problem. It was just, it was crazy. I mean, I understand that he had a hard childhood. I'm not taking anything away from that. Like, that sucks, but but you should have not. Learn from your lessons. Or learn from your. Yeah. And I'm not going to do that to my daughter, or I'm not going to do that to my I'm not going to be crazy. Yeah. (laughs) Is he the. So she she was the only one that he molested. As far as I know, I'm not sure. She had an older sister. Yeah. So I don't know. But as far as I know, maybe not. Um, maybe her older sister, she never came out. She's never came out about anything about that. So, yeah. as far as I know, no. Well, the but, movie is very different from the true story. I'll have to say that. But not yeah. too different. But it is, like, very, like, there's a lot of things. Which, I mean, I get why they didn't put a lot of it yeah in it would have been a long movie too mu- also it would be too much they didn't want to put yeah too overbearing i mean we were shell-shocked oh yeah and that's all shocking enough but and just the fact y'all just wrap your head for a minute around the fact that this lady she was 42 when she got out she was 18 when she went down there yeah. and 42 when she got out yeah 24 oh, years i just want to give her a hug those kids never got to experience a real childhood, like riding bikes or, you know, yeah. nothing like that. It's they just crazy. They probably had to learn things. They probably have never, like, had certain foods or been places. I bet if you took them to the mall, like, oh, that yeah. would be like, oh, my God, we're going to the mall? I've never known a mall. Yeah. You could take them to Wally World and they'd be like, what the 
They'd shit their pants. Yeah. Poor babies. Uh, but at least now they can actually have a normal life. Well, I mean, you know, a lot of therapy, but I would just be glad that I would be out. Yeah. You know, with my kids, especially. And this douchebag is going to die in prison where he already belongs to me. Okay, so that's it. That's the story of Elizabeth Fritzel and her shitbag of an awful dad, Joseph Fritzel. Um, we're going to start doing a little bit more. This is going to be our last true crime for a little bit, I think. I think we're going to dive into some, like, aliens. And we were going to do aliens, but then this came along. And we were like, no, fuck that. we got to talk about this because this yeah. is crazy. <laughs> and I need to know more details. The movie left a lot out. Um, so, yeah. Anyways, if you like what you hear today, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Also, leave us a review on Apple because it helps. And, um... We'll see you guys Friday. We'll be talking about aliens then. So come on back. We'll see you guys later. Bye.